This is Noah Nabuo, number 74 from the Yellow Jackets football team, and you're listening to Inside the Hive. Hello and welcome to another episode of Inside the Hive. The winter season has now started and the fall season is basically in the books. With a break from home events, we're starting to get a little bit antsy, so we'll be talking with some basketball and we'll also be closing up some fall sports. Speaking of that, my first guess, that's right, guess, is head cross-country coach Brian Medigovich and cross-country All-American athlete Ziamore Robinson. How was the trip? Yeah, I think uh, it was an awesome trip. Uh, it's uh, the course I've been out to a couple years ago. Um, the weather, I think, for Florida this time of the year was pretty ideal. It was humid, but it was. Uh, I think it was a great trip overall, for sure. Um, kind of went there with one thing in mind, at least be All-American, and we definitely did that. Um, I thought it was a pretty good first trip to Florida for myself. Um, I agree, the weather was pretty good. It's a little more humid than I'm used to. The ground was a little more spongy than I'm used to, too, but it was a really good trip. Okay, so, uh, you know, with how humid it was, what was it like in that change of pace? Because, you know, you've been training here. We talked about that in your last interview. And it's hard to kind of make up that humidity and try to train in that. So did it kind of hit you like a freight truck? Um, not really. I mean, I just felt sticky all the time. But um, our race was pretty early in the morning at 830. So it really wasn't too bad. Um since we were there like a day or so before, I think I kind of adjusted to it pretty well. Um, when we were getting ready for the trip, I was wearing long sleeves on like the warmer days kind of s- to simulate like heat. And I think that kind of prepared me f- pretty well. That's good. So the course itself, um, what was the terrain like? Um, so there was a pretty big hill right at the beginning. It was um, a flat start and then a nice, kind of gradual steep hill and then it was downhill for a while and then it was a little uphill and it was just one and a half laps um with the downhill finish which thank goodness that kind of saved me (laughs) but yeah just kind of spongy and a little muddy in some parts um pretty wide course for you know around 200 and something runners so it's a pretty good course awesome so when you're saying spongy is that like um, just harder to run in or how what would you explain to a person like me who doesn't really know how to run uh, I would probably describe it as almost running in the sand but you kind of get stuck a little more it's just a little more difficult especially when you're going uphill you kind of slide a little bit but we changed my spikes so I had some bigger spikes in the front and then some smaller ones in the back and I think that definitely helped with the turns and just the sponginess okay so, uh, Coach, when you were going into this uh, event, I guess, what were you trying to help ZOC as far as, you know, you come up, you see this big hill, um, you know, that's the biggest challenge is right at the start. So what do you do to help her kind of focus on the rest of the meet? Yeah, so w- with being kind of a start all uphill in the beginning, you're going to be more tired than you normally are in the first bit of the race. Usually it takes the three to four K before 
you're really starting to feel exhausted. So being a national meet always goes out faster, but having a hill right in the front, it's kind of preparing to be okay with being exhausted a little bit earlier on than we're normally used to. And she did very well with that, I think. Uh, everyone was a little bit tired early on in the race, I think, on both sides, men and women. Uh, it's just something embracing it you know everyone has to go up the same hill and so no one unfortunately gets to go around it or anything like that so having to go up it's uh you kind of just you don't have to make giant moves going up the hills usually it's better to make your moves down the hill uh you could pick up more time in general and pass more people without trying as hard uh but you just have to kind of stay in contention kind of going up the hill Gotcha. So, Zio, you finished 22nd out of 250, and that is a huge accomplishment. And so we talked about the training leading up to this point. What, uh, how far did you push yourself? Because you're up with those packs that are really pushing really hard. So what was it like to be up with them at the national meet? Um... Well, I mean, it was kind of nice because I kind of knew the girls that I was around or, like, knew who they were. So I had a nice idea, and with, like, Coach and my family and Matt counting and telling me where I was, like, all at all points of the race, that was very helpful, too. It's kind of a nice little confidence boost. I mean, some people had good days. Some people had really bad days. Mine was pretty good, I would say. Um, yeah, I don't, I, it was felt good, I guess. Good, good. Um so, Coach, you mentioned that you were there a couple years ago, and that was when you were coaching with Shadron, is that correct? Yes, yep. Okay, but that's not your first time in Florida, correct? Yeah, so as an athlete, I guess, my very first national meet in cross-country was also in Florida, just north of that area, and that was also my first individual All-American, very similar weather, same time of the year, so I've had some experience as an athlete, the same boat where, you know, I, and I believe I finished about exactly the same spot, 22nd. So uh, I guess in a way I had experience of uh, to that uh, realm of kind of how that race, our course was a little bit flatter um, back then. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, I have some definitely experience from that. And other national meets for outdoors have been over there in the last five or six years. So... Uh, with it being Florida, we talked about you wanting to see an alligator. Uh, did you get to do that? Uh, no, I didn't get to see an alligator, unfortunately. But we did, um, with our kind of day after the race, we went over to um, this power plant where the manatees gather. So we just saw some manatees. Um, and then just, you know, some fish over there. And I did see like four pigs on the side of the road. I don't know if they were <laughs> wild hogs or not, but it, it counts. Hey, they're wild animals. I remember I was in Missouri once and I was like, my trip to Missouri is not complete until I see a possum. Cause I've never seen one in my life. And of course on my way out, I think it was like the last stretch of road there was a dead possum in the road. And I was like, doesn't matter if it's dead or alive, it still counts. So now that you didn't see one in Florida, are you going to go to Reptile Gardens to see one? Oh, maybe. I mean, I kind of have a lot of free time right now with my break. But There you go. Yeah, we'll have to see. No, we were actually joking around. We were thinking about calling up Reptile Gardens and seeing if they would bring an alligator by for you to hold while you did the interview. But uh, just ran out of time to plan that out. <laughs> 
She checked off most of the things on the list. She saw everything she wanted to see, minus the alligator, finished the place she wanted to around the race. Just if next time we'll have to experience the last thing, which is hopefully we'll find an alligator there. It's a little tricky sometimes. So sometimes they could be out on the course, on golf courses, as some golfers have known in the past. You see them on DV and stuff coming out. So luckily we didn't have to deal with that. That would have made a... Uh, her heart rate would have gone up a little too high early on, so we avoided that one. <laughs> yeah, that, w- that would not be a fun fun trip, but I did see a video. Uh, there was a kid that was sitting in a class, and he was looking out his window, and he started recording, and there was just a person dragging an alligator out of the, uh, like, down the hallway to get it out of the building, because apparently an alligator somehow got into the building, and then I uh, actually it made me reminisce. I actually did the same thing, but mine was a garter snake in the Young Center instead of anything else, so... No, not near as cool. Close enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zio, congratulations. Uh, All-American, 22nd in the nation. That is fantastic. Uh, we couldn't be more proud here at Black Hill State University. Um, and, Coach, great job. Uh, you're doing very well with the cross-country team. And, honestly, we are very, very excited with uh, the results and what it means for you know indoor track and field. And Zio, do you have? Are you being in? Are you going to be in any events during the indoor track and field season? Yeah, I still have um, a season of indoor track, so yep, I'll be here. Alrighty, well, we look forward to seeing you then. Well, that was Coach Brian Medigovich and Ziomara Robinson. We'll be back right after this. Your loved ones deserve the utmost comfort when visiting Spearfish. If you're looking for the perfect place to get the family together, the Spearfish Holiday Inn and Convention Center has the most updated and comfortable rooms in town. Make your reservations today at the Spearfish Holiday Inn and Convention Center. Welcome back to Inside the Hive. I'm joined now with Coach Nori all the way from Hawaii. How you doing, Coach? Doing great. Perfect. So first off, what's the weather like down there? Oh, it's paradise. It's uh, around 80 degrees and no wind, sun shining, and birds are chirping, the flowers are in full bloom, and the smells and everything else. It's it's pretty incredible, actually. So, so um, I guess the bigger just, question is, uh, are you coming back? Well, yeah, if they take me, I guess we'll uh, <laughs> we'll we'll kind of. We we definitely are, you know, home is home, and and uh, but this is we're going to take advantage of this and enjoy this while we can. Perfect. So uh, now that you're down there, uh, moving into the game right after Thanksgiving, uh, what are you kind of expecting? What's it going to be like playing down in Hawaii? Well, we're, you know, it's a it's a great opportunity for us to kind of you know get to grow as a team and get to know each other. We're doing a lot of exciting things fun things you know it's a trip of a you know of a lifetime for us and so we're just embracing it enjoying every moment um and uh you know on the court you know this is something i mean we we've had a heck of a time getting here we had a over a 24-hour delay we had to spend the night in the airport um and uh but but you know we had a very lively practice um you know, and, and we're playing two two teams that are, you know, in the top 20 in the country. And, um, you know, it's just a chance for us to kind of continue to grow and, and, and learn from each other. Absolutely, Coach. And, you know, you just mentioned that they're in the top 20. Yeah, they're no slouches. So uh, I guess as, as far as your game plan, um, is there anything that 
you had to change as far as your playing style, or is it going to somewhat remain the same, or well, anything you had to keep yeah. in mind? Well, we we have a fairly you know new group when we got done you know playing last weekend at Wayne and, and Sioux Falls, and I thought thought we played seven quarters of of you know of, of good ball. I, I feel like the one there had one quarter where we just kind of you know I felt like the fatigue got the best of us, and uh, you know so. You know, we're just going to continue to watch film and, and uh, you know, pick apart some of the things we need to work on. Um, but defense has been our, our backbone. And, and uh, you know, so we got to take care of that first. I think you can you can be in the game against anyone as long as you can defend. You know, the, the balls are going to – the shots are going to start falling. Um, again, we're just still trying to, uh, you know, learn from each other, get familiar, more familiar on the court with each other. Um and, uh, you know, we're just, we're working on that and the consistency of that, but it definitely takes time. And, and uh, that's why this, you know, this trip has just been amazing. It's, it's, a, it's something that we're going we're gonna to grow from. Perfect. Well, Coach, we won't take up any more of your time because I know you're excited. Uh, right now you're at Pearl Harbor, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we are. And, and we're just waiting to get on the USS Arizona and, and uh, you know, kind of... This is incredible. So we're, uh, yeah, we're just kind of embracing this. So getting ready for that. Well, perfect, Coach. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we wish you the best of luck, and we're going to be excited to see you come back and make sure to take lots of pictures. Yeah, we'll do that. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, thank you, Coach. Heard through word of mouth that uh, Joe and Karen were looking at retiring, and my wife and I looked into it and decided we wanted to do something different. I knew the business would work by visiting with Joe and Karen, looking at things, but I needed a bank. I went and visited with Pioneer Bank and set it up the way we wanted, and I mean, everything works. So they've been great. The rest of history, here I am. <laughs> Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. And welcome back to Inside the Hive. We're here with Riley Baker, our Sports Information Director. Riley, how you doing? I'm good, Colton. Thank you. Awesome. It's great to have you on the show. You know, not a whole lot of people know all the back, you know, end ins and outs and the behind-the-scenes look. And that's kind of what we're hoping for from Riley here. He uh, handles all of our statistics for each game. He handles all of our website edits. Uh, oversees all of our press releases. Basically, he is a man of all traits. Um, Riley, what's it like on game day for you? Can you take us through an average game day, let's say for basketball, since we have that coming up? Yeah, you know, I guess, yeah, taking basketball as an example, I guess just starting from the beginning, probably get there two, three hours before the game, make sure everything's set up at the, at the table there, and, you know, all the all the cords are plugged in, we have power, things are turned on, step one. And then, you know, making sure we have all of our computers out there and our staff is all there and ready to roll and talking with teams, seeing what they need as far as stat printouts and talking with our radio guy and making sure he has everything he needs, making oh, yeah. sure Steve's taken care of. Um, and then beyond that, we're just kind of waiting for the game to tip off and once it once it tips off we're kind of just ready to go and we're statting doing social media updates um 
hoping to get some more video stuff out from the from the live stream this season. So yeah, just a lot a lot of a lot of little things that add up and we're hoping people see it. Absolutely. You know, it, that's something that I was talking with Patrick about, you know, off the microphone was the uh, little things. There's just a bunch of little things to remember. And, you know, my checklist and your checklist, they just keep growing with each game. You know, it's just a thing of, oh, yeah, that's this minute thing that I have to do that I have to remember or else, you know, maybe we don't have life stats or maybe we, you know, don't have the printouts. Maybe a chord breaks. The thing that people don't understand is that when the game tips off there's no going back and fixing it it's live and so if there's for some reason a stat problem there's not really a whole lot you can do right yeah you just kind of wait for a timeout or something that you hope is long enough for you to open up i mean yeah with stats there's three different programs we need open basketball kind of four for the stat board um so yeah, if one if one button isn't pressed or one program isn't open by mistake, then live stats aren't going and the world crumbles. <laughs> In a sense, yes, but it's an e it's an easy fix. But like you said, you got to just wait for a timeout or some break between plays to minimize some windows and open up the program, yep. press a button or two, and hope that that fixes it. <laughs> yeah, there's no worse feeling, and I could say this from experience, is game starts and you go to do something and it's just, uh-oh. And that's <laughs> yep. all you can think because there's nothing you could do. Yep. Absolutely oh, nothing. Got to fix that. Yeah. Whoops, forgot to do that. And our, our whoopsie daisies, are ten, they tend to be visible, highly visible. Yeah. At least um, I'm not handling the stream. That's a, that's a, whole, other, <laughs> that's a whole other realm. I just got SIDs emailing me and saying... Uh, hey, is the stream or is the uh, you got the live stats going? <laughs> oh. yeah, it's, it's always yeah. fun to get those email. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Whoops. Um, but anyway, what about pre? So before the game, let's talk about Monday. You come in and you're getting programs ready. You're getting you know all of our releases ready. You're uh, getting basically everything that needs to get done that week. You're taking you know, those first couple days just to line that out and then doing them throughout the week to get ready for that game. Because one thing that I think people don't recognize is that you're not only doing home games. Like, I just have to do home games, or I shouldn't say have to. I get to do home games. But for you, it's home and away games. And I think that there's some things that, you know, with the uh, uh, release before the game and then the re release after the game, like, that's two releases for just one game, and you're doing that for both, let's say, basketball, men's and women's basketball, and you're doing that twice during the week, and you're not only just watching the game to get stats, you're watching the game because you're live-tweeting the game as well and all sorts of this fun stuff. Uh, what's it like to prepare for that? Let's take an away game now since we talked about home games for a little yes. bit. Yes. Yeah, so after, yeah, after every game... Like you said, write up a recap, put out all the final stuff on social media, and then let's yeah Monday Monday morning the next week, um, I'm nominating players for RMAC Player of the Week. I'm uh, finishing up game notes to have for Steve and um, opposing SIDs, and I guess that's kind of another thing too. 
um, all the SIDs in the conference or even in the nation, I guess, we're all kind of coworkers in, in our own group. It's not like we're arrived, like I'm not a rival with the South Dakota Mines SID or the Shadron State SID. We're on the field, there's that rivalry, but um, as far as the SIDs go, we're all, we're all working together and trying to make, our, make each other's lives as easy as possible and sending them rosters or stat files, roster files, all, all the different things that they need. And the same, same goes for me. I'll reach out to people and they'll send me everything I need and everyone's typically really good about that. Um, so then, yeah, then, yeah, like you said, there's programs and scheduling social media posts to go out so I don't wake up one morning and go, oh, crap, I forgot to yeah. put this post out. Yeah, back to the little things, all, mm -hmm. the, all, all these, the, all these all things in the timeline of a to-do list that has to get put out. Um, yeah, I remember when my to-do list could fit, like, on a regular, po like, post-it note. Now it's like I have to carry around an entire five-subject notebook just to write yeah. down my to-do list. Wheeling a whiteboard around with yeah. you. <laughs> One of the ones on wheels is <laughs> wheeling it down the hallway. Um, but, you know, it's just something that I really wanted to touch on and kind of show respect for the people that do work in the um, behind-the-scenes realm that may not get the appreciation or have the people that understand exactly what's going on. And, you know, it's just something that I think sports information directors, they don't get the respect they need because I tried my hand at it. I was interim information director, uh, sports information director, I think right before you were here and the place almost burned down. So I have nothing but respect for sports <laughs> information directors. Um, but yeah, that camaraderie that you were talking about, you know, it's, it's something that was great and very noticeable when I uh, took over as interim for a little bit. Um, I basically sent out an email. I was like, hey, just so everyone knows, you know, the sports information department at Black Hill State is going to not be the greatest for a little bit till we get a full-time person here because I'm partially doing the duties as well. And everyone emailed back and they're like, reach out if we can help in any way. If there's something you need, just, you know, let us know and we understand. And uh, you, I can't remember who it was, but there's another school that's like, we're somewhat going through the same thing so we're right there with you so whatever we can do to help each other we're going to do that so it's just been great to see that camaraderie and you know the fact that you bring up that rivalry you know whether it's south dakota mine shadron whoever we're against it we're not against them on the sports information side but no, we're all working together absolutely absolutely as far as we're that trying goes to, trying to make lives and uh, everything as simple as possible while also celebrating our student athletes in the way that they deserve. I mean, we have some really good ones here at Black Hill State uh, and across the board, and the RMAC is just loaded with great student athletes. So celebrating them where we can is our goal, and we do it for the student athletes in the end. That's right. Absolutely. Well, that's Riley Baker. Thank you again for joining us, Riley. It's uh, It's been great to have you on the mic. I know you're continuously behind the camera or, you know, writing up the web and all that stuff, but it's great to actually be able to put you on the microphone and have people hear you and just kind of share your story. Well, thanks for having me, Colton. Appreciate awesome. it. All right. We'll be right back with more Inside the Hive. Don't go anywhere. Your vehicle is the lifeline to work and play. Finding your next upgrade can be complicated and expensive. You shouldn't settle for a vehicle at a random sales lot. Choose a dealer who guides you to a better decision. 
For over 90 years, the people at Junix and Spearfish have helped countless people like you make better vehicle decisions. Click on the link to see what's available, then schedule a test drive to see what's possible with Junix Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram on West Jackson in Spearfish. All right, and welcome back to Inside the Hive. We're here with Patrick McMeal, the Director of Athletics for Black Hill State University. Patrick, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. So we finished up the fall season. Uh, in your opinion, how did that go, you know, as far as uh, our coaching and then also the game day experience that uh, our fans got to experience while they were here? Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, we did. We finished up, um, you know, actually kind of really neat. We finished up with our first uh, All-American in women's cross country in history. Zio finished 21st, 22nd in the country. That was pretty cool. So a great way to really end it. But, you know, for my first year here, um, you know, really kind of having to, you know, really jump in very pleased with the entire season um you know especially from the game day experience learned a ton learned a lot about our community and our fan base and how much they really love this place but also learned about all the great things we still have ahead of us that we can do to really grow on it but i really feel like we made steps forward on that progress that's what i'm really excited about you know from a standpoint of where did we finish certainly we didn't finish as well as i would have loved to athletically, but what I would say is that those programs are moving in absolutely the right direction. Um, I am thrilled with what Josh Bresky and the football team where they're going. Um, you know, the pieces are in place. We've had some great meetings postseason to figure out what we need to do to take it to the next level. Um, that's what I get excited about. Volleyball, having conversations with Coach Carmichael, same thing. Just trying to kind of get them going. Soccer, I mean, man, they had a great year compared to what they've had. And we were two to three games, one score, and we're in the playoffs, you know. So I just really like where they're going cross country starting to continue to grow um, i like the progress and i like where we're going so from that standpoint very happy with it excited about what we're going to be able to do moving forward with those programs and then they really set the foundation in some ways for this year for our fall sports absolutely i mean it's just night and day difference in some ways but you know some people think that it's about getting those wins right away it's about getting to the championships right away and you can't really do that you need to have that progress first and that's one thing i was seeing this year myself and i like that you brought that up it's about the progress and the progress looks very promising so that i can't agree with you more on that uh so moving into the winter sports the winter season now uh what are some of the things that excites you? You were talking about some of the fan experience exciting you, but uh, what, as far as you've seen in our basketball teams, what have you seen in our track teams that really excites you about this winter? Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, when we look at the basketball programs, I mean, you know, our women, they have a really hardworking group of young women. Um, and they're going to play all the time. You know, it's just, that's a young a group that just doesn't give up. However, they're young. You know, they lost a couple really key pieces from last year from a very successful team. Um, so it's going to take them a little bit of time. But, you know, in having conversations with Coach Nori, I, I really liked what he said is that we're going to be in every game 
but we're gonna be better as we go at the end of the year. And why is that? It's progress. It's taking some freshmen and young players, players that haven't played a lot, and giving them that time to really acclimate. So you look at, even this past weekend, had a great game at Wayne State, played really well there, and then we struggled a little bit at times against a really good Sioux Falls team. So it gives us that opportunity to kind of grow, and we're gonna have some of those, but I really like where they're going. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to watch the men's team a couple of times. I actually was at Northern this weekend, and you know, quite honestly, we should be 4-0, and we should be ranked. Um, they have a really talented team, um, and I really like what Coach Thompson's doing. I like his mentality. I like how he coaches. I like the mentality of our young men. Um, we are going to be there, and if we can compete with those two teams, I mean, they're top of the you know northern sun um we're going to be able to compete in our you know and as coach said um you know hey those two could be competing for the armac championship and so i really like where they're going i really like the group of young men it's going to be an exciting season to watch our men's and women's basketball teams um you know the track and field i you know it's been a successful program um you know looking forward to some more we've got a couple of student athletes that i think can really make some moves this year coming back from some things both on the track and the field side of it so excited to see them you know we'll get going here december 3rd and 4th with indoor track uh, here on campus at the field house and then we also have men's women's basketball on the third and fourth those will really be the home first home matches so great start to the you know uh, winter season you know men's women's basketball will be going again on the 18th 19th and then boy january and february will be full bore you know with track and indoor track and field men's women's basketball perfect you know it's just going to be great to have some home events i mean it's been a nice break for us you know here working the events you know just to have a weekend or two but really i'm excited to get back into the games and get back into some home events and especially with the quality of teams that we have here i mean it's just been so visible with all of the quality athletes we have here the student athletes you know and it's great to be teaching as well because i get to see them in a student setting and then i get to see them in an athletic setting and it's just amazing the mentality that they have just how great a people they are i just can't celebrate them enough so um it's going to be great to see them in action here at home starting december 3rd and 4th we're gonna have like you said both basketball we're gonna have track and field it's just going to be something else. So, Patrick, thank you for joining us. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, just very quickly. I think with the third and fourth, you know, certainly Friday night, um, we're going to do the unveiling of the banners for men's and women's basketball. Uh, so hopefully you'll come out. We are going to kind of have some holiday themes around that game. So wear your ugly sweater. Maybe get a chance to win a few things. We're going to have an ugly sweater contest. Um, and then on Saturday, December 4th, our track teams will be competing pretty much from 9 until probably about 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And then our men and our women will uh, tip off at 4 for the women and 6 for the men. But we're actually going to do a Native American Recognition Day. So it's going to be really kind of neat. We're going to do a lot of different things about recognizing Native Americans and their culture. We have several of our student athletes that are Native Americans. So we're excited about doing that. But we're, we're really excited about kicking that off or tipping it off, really, and then kind of working into our end of December and January. But there's going to be a lot of events going on uh, that I think will just add to the fact that you're going to be able to watch some really good student athletes compete. Perfect. Uh, so what's your ugly sweater? What's it going uh, to look like? I haven't like? figured it out yet, and I'm not going to tell anybody until they Ooh. see it. So. Yikes. 
So yes, bring your best ugly sweater, yep. I guess is the key, because you know you never know what Patrick's gonna pull out of his closet, so this might be the ugliest sweater of all. Maybe. <laughs> Come out and be festive. Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back after this. While you're visiting Spearfish, stop into Lucky's 13 for half-price drinks and appetizers every weekday from 4.30 to 6. Need an exciting venue to host your next event? Look no further than our party room. Unwind at Lucky's 13, just off exit 14 in Spearfish. And welcome back to Inside the Hive. Right now I'm sitting with head coach for the men's basketball team, Coach Ryan Thompson. Coach, how you doing? Doing all right. How are you, Colton? Doing well. So you just got back from a nice road trip across to the eastern side of the state. Um, how did that go for you? Well, you know, not the results we wanted going 0-2, but um, really proud of our team. I think, I think we played better basketball uh, this weekend than, than last. We played two, you know, very, very high-quality teams in Augustana and Northern State. Um, you know, in, in my opinion, I think those are two teams that are top 25 teams in the nation and teams that are going to be in the NCAA tournament and have a chance to, to make a run. So, um, you know, it was a great experience for us to get that, the, those type of games early in the year. We learned a lot about our team. Um, and in both games, we had our chances to win. Um, and so a lot of learning, uh, you know, learning opportunities for us to take things from the film and, and uh, apply them to hopefully our, our games here moving forward. So what was it like playing uh, Augustana? It was, they're ranked number 20 in the nation right now. So going into that, knowing that they're ranked, knowing that they're going to be a very formidable opponent, uh, what does it mean to play someone that well in the preseason, or not preseason, but before we get into conference play, um, to have that kind of competition to play against? Yeah, you know, I think for our coaching staff, we just viewed it as another game and just like, you know, approach every game, you know, non-conference and conference the same. Um, I think for our guys, they, they get a little excited, you know, when, when, when the level of competition is, is that high. You know, I think it's, it's a big deal for them to play ranked teams or to play teams that, you know, people, um, you know, assume is going to be a NCAA tournament type team. So I think our guys were really excited and they were fired up and, and you know, to be honest, really didn't start that Augustana game well, got off to a poor start and then we kind of settled in and, and played really good basketball and, and then uh, in both games there was things we could have done down the stretch. Yeah, you know, to finish off those games that we just didn't do. And, and again, that comes back to, you know, some learning opportunities for us moving forward. So this was the East-West Challenge, which was hosted by Northern State and Aberdeen. Um, in that second game, was there a, kind of a noticeable hometown advantage for Northern? Well, I'm going to plead the fifth on that. Um, and I think, um, you know, part part of playing on the road is there's always that dynamic. And certainly there are some calls that we probably felt could have went a different way. But at the end of the day, we had opportunities to win that game and, and um, didn't capitalize on those opportunities. And, and, you know, so we lose a close game and that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah, yeah, those games <laughs> tend to happen, but, you know, hopefully fewer than most. Uh, moving into next week, or this week, uh, we have MSU Billings. The Battle of the Jackets, I guess you can call it. Uh, what are you preparing for them? Well, it's a quick turnaround, um, <clears throat> you know. So we really try to focus a lot on you know improving ourselves, and you know. So our first focus is just really studying the film from last weekend against Augustana, Northern State, watching film as a group, 
um, identifying some areas that we need to improve on and, and doing that first. And, and so that's kind of what we did um, Sunday and Monday. And then, you know, today's our one day prep on Billings. And so we've, um, you know, our assistants have done a great job of watching a ton of film. And then, you know, I've started to watch some film yesterday and starting to get very familiar with them. Um, they're they're going to be an athletic team. They have a lot of talented guards that we have to, um, you know, contain and make them make really difficult shots. Um, and um, I think there's some things we can do offensively to take advantage of, of some of their weaknesses. But um, it's going to come down to us playing good basketball. I think if we're sharp and uh, we play really intense on the defensive end and do our thing and share the ball offensively, I think we'll have a great chance. Yeah, I think a lot of people will sometimes look at just the record as of right now. Because right now, uh, the <coughs> MSU Billing Jackets are 1-3. and three. But you can't really base a team off that right now. Is that Ab- correct? Absolutely correct. You know, I think, and you look across our conference, you know, there's a lot of teams that are playing a bunch of NAI schools and, and you know, or, or Bible schools that aren't even affiliated with NAI, um, you know, and so going 4-0 and against teams like that really, you know, doesn't really mean a whole lot. Um, and so with MSU Billings, they've played four Division twos. Um, uh, Cal State San Marcos is a good team. They played twice, and then Minot State's a really good team that they lost to recently. You know, so they've played good competition, and so that play certainly plays a big role in, in their record. Absolutely. Well, Coach, thank you for your time. It was a nice short interview, and we wish you uh, the best of luck. But first, before we let you go, um, I do want to kind of talk about coming up to uh, the home games. This is our first home game stretch. This is kind of rare for us. Usually we've had a home game or two by now, but we didn't. We don't have one until you know, December 3rd and 4th. Uh, I guess are the fellas looking forward to that? Are they excited to be at home? Yeah, no question. It's, it's going to be a fun weekend and, <clears throat> and uh, opening conference play, doing it at home after you know, not being home the entire non-conference schedule. Um, you know, our guys will be excited. We're also bringing back our, our championship team from two years ago that won the RMAC regular season and doing kind of, a, you know, a, a, a honoring that group, you know. So it's going to be a, a weekend we're really looking forward to and, and uh, hopefully we get a great turnout. I know there's a lot of people that are excited about, you know, our team as well as our women's team and, and um, you know, sometimes uh, the longer you wait, the, more, the sweeter it is when it comes. So hopefully uh, we'll have a great turnout December 3rd and 4th. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Coach, and we'll be right back right after this. When you're looking for great deals on new and pre-owned vehicles, look no further than White's Queen City Motors in Spearfish. We're the number one certified pre-owned dealer in the state of South Dakota, and White's Queen City Motors was voted the number one car dealership of the Black Hills. Our service department can take care of all makes and models, and we offer a price match guarantee on tires for your vehicle. At White's Queen City Motors, our main attraction is customer satisfaction. Call us today or stop in at White's Queen City Motors in Spearfish. And that'll do it from Inside the Hive. Make sure to join us next week as we start talking track and field. And we will also have our first home events for track and field and men's women's basketball with the Yellow Jacket Holiday Open starting and also having men's women's basketball against Western and Fort Lewis. Be sure to check your calendars and make sure to get your tickets. From all of us here at Inside the Hive and Black Hill State University Athletics, Go Yellow Jackets! This has been a Black Hill State University Athletics production. Fear this sting.